Hi, everybody. Welcome to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. Hi, everybody. So I am recording this on the day in which a bunch of Nazis had decided to storm the Capitol building and try to take over um, Congress. And so the last I heard, um, they have been subdued and um, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, has decided to reconvene Congress, you know, both houses of Congress today at eight o'clock to, you know, essentially install um, the, the president, right? To do their part in the installation of the president, right? Before Inauguration Day. But like things have been crazy in D.C. that all these people who are like trying to like, you know, say that they're like starting a revolution, you know? And I'm just like, this is not good. This is not democratic. We have a constitution and our president has been enabling all of these people to essentially pretend like the constitution doesn't matter. And it's like, that's what we call a coup, bro. Like, you can't be in favor of the United States of America while you're trying to overthrow the United States of America. That's not how this thing works. You know, we have a democracy. People vote. People decide who their leaders are. And yeah, sometimes you don't like who, who wins the elections. It happens. Sometimes you like who wins the elections. Yeah, it happens. But like, not liking who, you know, gets elected is not a reason for you to like go and try to like storm, you know, the, the Capitol, storm the White House, act a fool. Like, no, like we have to act like reasonable human beings. And for my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ out there who are like, yo, like I'm trying to be a good Christian. I'm trying to follow God. I'm like, remember the Bible verse about giving unto Caesar what's Caesar's and giving unto God what is God's, right? Like you got to know who gets what. And you can't be worshiping uh, a dude who's telling you to ups- to overthrow the government. I'm sorry. Like Jesus made it very clear that like you can have righteous anger but that righteous anger is not about overthrowing locally elected officials or about overthrowing ruling governments. It's just not how this works. Read New Testament, you know, read some New Testament for you, you know, if you need a little bit more information about that. Just see what Jesus did, because this is not what Jesus would do. Jesus would not be wearing a Viking hat and like going around in December in, excuse me, in January cold with, you know, a fur, you know, jacket on and some pants. Jesus would not be doing that. Jesus would have better style, first of all. But also Jesus would be wearing, you know, some caftans. You know, he'd be like, you know, chillaxing in his outfits, looking cute, with keeping up with the style of the day, but not, you know, being all exaggerated about it. You know, Jesus was not about the bling. Jesus was not about the showmanship with his outfits. But some of you guys at these protests look like you're about the showmanship with your outfits. And I'm just like, mm. It's January. There's a pandemic. You should probably stay home. Go back to Tennessee. There was this woman. God bless her. God help her. God bless her. She was like videotaped. I see how old I am. I say videotape. <laughs> you can tell I'm not a millennial. I'm like, yes, they were videotaping her. Yeah. Anyways, so they were taping her and she was talking about how like she had been maced by the police and her name was Elizabeth. So there's the, the guy who's like from the news disaster was like, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh my God, the police maced me. They, they maced me. Oh my God. And she's like crying because she's got mace in her eyes, right? She's got that nasty stuff in her eyes. 
And they're like, well, what are you here for? You know, what's going on? And she's like, yeah, we were trying to enter the Capitol building. We got about a foot in and they like maced us. And the guy's like, well, so what were you trying to do? Like entering the Capitol building, right? While, while Congress is in session. And she's like, we're, it's a revolution. It's like, girlfriend. And the guy's like, okay, so, so what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Elizabeth. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. It's like, girlfriend. Do you know what this thing called a revolution is? It's not pretty. It's not fun. It's not cute. And yeah, people get maced in revolutions. And you should sit your butt at home and like knit and try to live through this pandemic because it's COVID is still out there. It's still a raging. It's still a raging. Keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Obey the law. You know, follow the Constitution. Respect your elected officials. And if you don't like them, why don't you run for elected official, you know? Or why don't you vote for somebody else next time? You know, this is how democracy works. But what I'm going to say is, like, if you go to a protest and people who've been at the BLM protests already know this all too well, there is a risk of tear gas. There is a risk of getting beat. There is a risk of getting maced. This is the stuff that happens, unfortunately, at protests in the United States. We're, we're supposed to have freedom of speech, freedom to congregate. It's all enshrined in our, you know... Our, our constitution and yet you know we experience this violence but elizabeth you were not ready you were not ready you had to come ready to these protests where was your jug of milk girl where was your where's your boo your boo was standing right next to you i was like boo where's her milk what, what you gonna do your girl has got mace in her face how are you helping her just standing there looking cute next to her that's not gonna help poor elizabeth from knoxville tennessee so i hope that she's recovered i hope that she's okay I do wish well on people, even if they are upsetting this, you know, the state and should be jailed for their treasonous behavior. But I still wish them well. I hope that they, you know, spend time in a comfortable prison. I hope that they spend time not experiencing violence. I hope that they suffer the consequences of their actions in a legal way. I hope that I wish them well, right? At the same time, I also wish my democracy well, right? Like, I live here. I'm an American. I'm you know, born and raised here. So I'm like, we got to do better, y'all. We got to do better, y'all. And some of these people are, are out here with some audacity or caucasity. Like, did you guys see that dude who was, like, in Nancy Pelosi's office? He was in her office with his feet on her desk with the American flag next to him. I was like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. This is not your office. Would you do this in your mother's house? Is this how you act when you're at your job? You put your feet on your desk? How dare you? Excuse me, sir. This is not what you should be doing at a protest. Like, can you believe it? A protest where people get to sit at a desk and put their feet on the desk. I'm sorry, but like, if you're going to do a protest, do it well, do it right. But like sitting at a desk is not part of it with your stinky, dirty shoes. Like, that's not really, I mean, yes, it is an act of protest. I'm, I'm being facetious, right? I'm joking, being tongue in cheek here. It is a form of protest. But I was just like, oh my gosh, dude, like that is so disrespectful to our lady, Nancy Pelosi. How dare you? But you know what? How could those Capitol Police allow them to get that far? That's the biggest, that's the biggest question for me. I'm like, wait, I see you guys have some gates up, but you're actually like opening the gates to let protesters into the Capitol area. I'm like, that is not good policing. I don't know if somebody's going to lose their job, but I'm like, somebody should probably lose their job because it doesn't look like good policing. It doesn't look like you're trying to, you know, protect our nation and protect our elected officials. I don't know, protecting our democracy, what have you, whatever. 
But I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Seeing Minority Leader Mitch McConnell sounds so much better. It just like rolls off the tongue in a way that makes me so happy. Georgia came through for us. It came through for us. They were like, you know what? Mitch, Moscow Mitch, we are not happy with $600 one-time payments. When we, so many millions of Americans don't have jobs, we are sitting in these food lines trying to feed ourselves and our families because we have no more jobs. We have been struggling to pay our rent. We are have been evicted. We are homeless, right? And Moscow Mitch is here like, oh, well, if we give you $2,000 and they won't work. It's like, guess what? Nobody should be doing it in a, in a pandemic. Nobody should just be acting like it's business as usual. People should not be going to work unless they absolutely need to. I'm sorry. Like, if our country cared about our people, I care about my fellow Americans, even the ones I don't agree with. I still care about you. I want you to do well for yourself. I want you to be able to feed your family, you know? I want you to be able to buy yourself a nice shirt every now and again, you know? Buy yourself some winter coats. You know, this is America. Like, I don't agree with everybody, but I do want everybody to have their basic needs met. You should have a roof over your head. But we got these Republicans in Congress being like, oh, if we give them money, then they would actually come to work and they'll actually like keep themselves safe. And, and what would we do then? We won't have any peons to peon, right? It's like, dudes, like, I'm sorry. Americans deserve better Moscow, Mitch. And so I'm glad that you are now Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. According to Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. I love it. I just I just love the way it sounds. So, Chuck Schumer, whatever. You know, did I? Whatever. I don't even care. I'm glad he's a majority leader. I'm glad that the Dems are now running the Senate. So maybe we can actually get something done. Can we get something done? Like, can we get vaccines sent out like super fast? Can we get people with money in their pockets so that they're like they're not like starving in the streets waiting at the food banks? The people in my church are like you know giving out money, giving out food putting together boxes. We've been giving, you know, our money on top of our tithe to help, you know, people who are starving and hurting in this country, in the suburbs, uh, you know, of Jersey. And I'm just like, can we, like, get, like, a government that will actually help Americans so that my pastor can go back to just, you know, being a regular pastor, you know, just, like, you know, regularly leading the flock and not having to, you know, help. I mean, of course, we have to help the poor always, always. But it's like, now there's just so many more poor, there's just so many poor. There's so many people in need. And I'm like, I've been paying taxes for a long time. Y'all have been paying taxes for a long time. You guys, your tax dollars should be helping you now that you're broke. You know, that's just how, that's just how governments work. That's just how society should work. You pay in for many, many years. You should get a little something back when times are tough, right? Like a little social safety net, if you will. So hopefully now that we have a Democratic House of Representatives, a Democratic president, Democratic Senate, I hope, I pray, please, God, please, can we help our fellow Americans, even the ones who want to dress like Vikings? Can we just, like, get them a job, get them a decent job? Can we, like, help people so, like, they don't have to worry about getting black lungs so they can have jobs where, like, that are, that are filled with dignity so they can live past the age of 55, you know? We'll see. I mean, maybe this is all just, like, wishful thinking. Maybe I'm just being too optimistic here. But, you know, time will tell. We'll see what happens. I don't know what will happen. We'll see.
Okay, and now for a little bit of pop culture discussion to make everything else go down a little easier. So a couple of my friends have told me that I would probably really like Bridgerton. And so it's a part of the whole Shondaland world universe. And I decided to watch it. I thought it would be interesting. And I was like, oh, it's a period piece set in the 1800s of England, which some people refer to as the Regency period. I'm like, well, look, who do we have here but Queen Charlotte herself, right? The descendant of African and like Portuguese um, royalty, essentially, who um, was from Portugal and like went to England to marry, you know, King George, the same King George, I believe. Is it the same King George that like we broke away from in the United States in 76? I believe so. But you know what? I could be wrong. I think it's the same one. Well, the one who ended up going crazy. Anywho, so I'm like watching this show and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. There's a lot of black people on this show. Okay. And I know that there were a lot of black people in London. I'm like, but where are all the like Chinese people like from Hong Kong or like the people from like India, Pakistan, Bangladesh? Like, I'm like, oh, where are all the Africans? I'm like, um, there are a lot of people that the British were trying to colonize at that point. So I would expect to see quite a few of them there. But okay, a lot of the black people there are clearly like London bred and born which is great because it means it gives jobs to some black Brits so they can actually get jobs in actual like London. And maybe they're still coming to the United States, you know, in search of a better life as immigrants to work in Hollywood. I don't know. I don't know how Shondaland works. I thought that she's a U.S. based production, but I mean, it's set in England. So what have you, whatever, 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 it's fine. But watching this show, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting storyline. But then after a while, I'm starting to realize, oh, wait, like, there's a big pigmentocracy colorism situation here where, like, there are plenty of brown-skinned, unambiguously black people who are, like, milling about, you know, who are, like, in the environs, if you will. And But they don't really say anything. They're just there. Like, oh, look, there's a black person. Oh, look, there's another black person. But then the people who have, like, actual speaking roles are people who would be, quote-unquote, mulatto, at, you know, thinking about the 1800s lingo, or people who look like they're racially mixed, right, who have got some white ancestry in them. And like, oh, that's so interesting. So like the main like black people or the main Afro-descendants on the show are both like really, really, really light-skinned Afro-descendants. Okay, fine. But then like I'm watching this just some more, I'm watching it some more, I'm like, mm, this is interesting. And then I'm like, wait a minute. And like the black leads are people who are like deceiving others. I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I mean, I still watched it to the very, very end because I had to know what was going to happen you know, with our protagonist. But I was kind of like... Wait, how come, like, this show is still relying on a lot of, like, 20th and 21st century stereotypes of black people? Like, oh, yes, like, the male lead was raised by, you know, his father, by a single father who didn't care about him, so he was largely absent from his life. It's like, oh, wait, oh, so we doing that whole, like, you know, absent black father thing? But, like, in in 19th century England, right? Or, like, on the, the leading, like, Afro-descendant woman is, like, a woman who got pregnant, got knocked up by some dude, and, like, is now, like, gonna be a single mom. It's like, wait, this is what you guys decided to do with the Afro-descendants? To, like, have them play these stereotypical roles of black people in the media? I'm not here for that. So I watched it. It was interesting. It was fun. I like the costumes. But, like, would I watch it again? No. Would I recommend it? Maybe. Mm, kinda. I mean, I try to support, you know, Shondaland, but I'm like... 
the the writing just smells just reeks of like white writers you know it does not sound like I don't, or like white caster people who are doing the casting and white people who are right doing the writing I'm just like mm, Shondaland you got to get on this you got to hire more black people or something because they need help they need help in Shondaland because I'm not here to be watching some like stereotypes of black people for that I could watch regular television right <laughs> oh that's how I saw it watch Bridget and it's available on Netflix. Wello, thank you so much for listening to Getting Woke with Dr. Chi. I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye.